0: Jeff, and I'm Aaron, and this is the final word with Jeff and Aaron. Uh, so this is gonna be our second reboot episode with the glorious thing that is the segments that we introduced last one. Uh, in so hopefully, it goes second, pretty well.
1: In our in our second Skype, so first of the reboot, yes. second of the whole. So there, we're still figuring out timing stuff with Skype. Um, there is a my hands hurt a del- quite a bit. Yes. We use clapping to um,
0: Synchronize try streams make... streams.
1: yeah, but there's still probably maybe a half a second or second delay between when I talk and Jeff hears me and vice versa. So things yeah. can, we'll we'll see. I think the last time it went well, hopefully this time it'll go well too.
0: Yeah, I think last time it went pretty well. Um, this time we added webcam so we can kind of see a little bit of what we're doing to kind of get an idea of whether or not it's time for the other person to talk. Yes. But anyways, and, um, as it is well, the well, oh yep.
1: Sorry, um, I have a cat who is being a bit of a pain in the ass right now. Um, she desperately wants to go outside, and as much as I tell her we will soon, she she doesn't quite understand that. So you might she doesn't hear a, understand
0: the concept of soon,
1: or or of patience. Yeah, um, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. So so you might hear a a, a a whiny meow in the background every once in a blue moon. That is a that's my cat. Her name is Bobka, she's very cute. I should put a picture of up, a picture of her up on the website.
0: At some point, you totally could. Um anyways, so as we're doing our episodes, um the first thing we're gonna do is the the what what did we call it? The first fact the
1: first fact. Yeah, the first fact.
0: <sighs> okay, let's see what we get. Hey Google, tell me a fact. According to SmithsonianMag.com, honey can last for more than three thousand years. I actually, I actually knew, that. knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, I didn't know exactly 3,000 years, but I did know it can last forever and you can basically just reboil it or heat it up to to get it back to normal.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's Um, there's nothing in it really that goes bad. I think the only thing that goes bad is eventually it just kind of loses its cohesiveness.
0: Yeah, it kind of just gets really solid and then you just have to use like a double boiler situation to kind of melt it out of it.
1: Well, it's essentially kind of like amber. You know, amber was yes. just tree sap, okay. and honey is has a very similar consistency and chemical makeup as tree sap. So I. you're saying a mosquito sugar. could
0: get a mosquito could get stuck in honey and bring back the dinosaurs?
1: Yes, yes. Though I don't know, I don't know how many bees there were at that point.
0: <laughs> hey, anyway, um, I All could right. tell honey-based stories because uh, we actually had honey farm when we were uh, when we lived on our ranch area, but I'll save that one for later. Needless to say, it ends up with me getting stung a lot. Um,
1: I have a good, uh, I've got a good bee story. I'll, I'll save for later as well.
0: Quickly type it down. We'll have an entire episode about bees.
1: Ooh, we should. Um, That's a good idea.
0: Just because. So, uh, yeah, before we started this recording, Aaron said he had a pretty interesting story to tell. So, uh, Take it away, Erin.
1: It's really not that interesting. Um, Do you regret saying that you would tell it? (laughs) No, no, not at all. It's more more, kind of sad and not entirely surprising. Uh, My dad was at Costco um, and he he called me like right before we started because um, there's a uh, like a, a staff lounge or whatever at the Costco, you know, for breaks and whatnot. And, They had a big sign up for, I don't know if it was employee of the month or exactly what it was or cashier of the month or something like that, but the cashiers were measured on certain metrics, how many items they scan in a minute and how many they scan in a day. And the person who was, uh, number one was at scanning like something like 10 items a minute or something like that. And a couple of hundred in the day. And it just kind of like, that just is kind of depressing that that's how you're like it makes sense but it's also depressing that that's how your productivity yeah. yeah anyways that was my I'm um my sad. my
0: not <laughs> so interesting the story of the day, of the day. Dun, dun, dun. um yeah actually when we worked at wendy's we had very similar metrics but it was like uh we had this big clock that anytime somebody would come up to the drive through that clock would start running and our goal was to try to get That person out of the drive-through as fast as possible. That clock was our enemy. I, I mean, I, I get it,
1: especially at a McDonald's or Costco where it's just so busy that like you really have to go as quickly as you can in order to get stuff done. But it's still just like, ugh.
0: Luckily, we live in better than.
1: Sorry, I was going to say better than, uh, or at least I think it's better than having to work on commission. But that's a whole other.
0: Yeah, commission's kind of annoying. Um. Anyways, so there, that that was our fact and a little bit of a story. Uh, Let's kind of roll on into our first segment, which is uh, moderated here by our very own Aaron Pinsker.
1: Well, I thank you, Jeff, for that lovely segue. Um, So, if you remember from last week, we are going to be splitting our podcast up into different segments. and We have different uh, kind of broad topic ideas, and then we're going to narrow it down, so... Today, I'm gonna be talking about stranger interactions and uncomfortable conversations. Because for some reason, and I think it's partially because I wear a kippah or a yarmulke, that's a Jewish thing for those who may not know, the little head covering that Jews wear. I wear it all the time, for the most part. And I definitely think it uh, attracts a certain amount of conversation. And some people just feel very, very open to talk to me about random stuff. Like politics, and they think everybody thinks what they think. And I've had, I uh, remember a conversation I had in uh, St. Louis many, many, many years ago. Um, I was at a Motel 6 and I was by the car. And I don't remember if I was coming in or going out or what was going on. Um, some random couple started talking to me. They saw the people, I'm like, oh, are you Jewish? And um this was shortly before Obama was elected. And so, quite a while ago, uh, yeah, quite a while ago. Like we're talking about eleven years ago now. Yeah, it was eleven years, eleven years ago because it was in the summer of two thousand eight. Um, so, would you say you were
0: the, uh, much younger and not nearly as wise?
1: Uh, I was pretty wise. I'm okay, still, I, okay. I was I was pretty wise back then, not as wise as I am now, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in any no. case, right. So they start talking about how they've just started reading the Bible for the first time and they're very much, uh, born again. And, um,
0: first of all, that phrase in and of itself just gives me the heebie jeebies. It's like, Oh, oh, uh, oh
1: yes. Yes. That's, no that's what, so that's I'm saying people feel very, uh, open to talk to me about crap. Um, to make a short story less long, um, eventually got to the point where they were comparing Obama to what were they comparing it to they kept looking at it like oh what's that term Obama um and I look at them and go the antichrist and they're like yes that's it and I'm kind of thinking like okay I'm I have two thoughts here one I'm Jewish and not Christian and I know this term more than you which is just weird and three I feel like we need to end the conversation now because this is just uncomfortable
0: Basically, you got to that point where you're like, okay, you guys are legitimately crazy. Uh, nothing can be gained by continuing to converse with you.
1: Right. The problem is, is A, I'm too nice of a person to, like, say anything. I just smile and nod and slowly like, oh, I need to go now. But I've had more than one of these conversations where people just start talking to me. And it's it's fascinating, honestly, but also a little um, a little weird at times. <laughs>
0: Sure, sure. I don't sure. know if you've I mean,
1: experienced these things.
0: So, probably my most common uh, place for this kind of interaction is on the on the bus to work. Uh, I don't know what it is about me. You have the kippah, which kind of indicates, hey, I have something interesting to talk about, possibly. I mean, it you know makes you stand out a bit. I just am a normal-looking dude. And so, I don't know what it is, but almost every bus driver just wants to have the longest conversation with me. Um, and... I, all I want to do is just listen to music and get to work, and I can understand entirely this, like sort of awkward. Why are you talking to me? Why have you pulled me into this social interaction that I did not consent to? Um, I but, kind of feel. But, I, say, I, I kind of feel bad for especially the the local bus drivers. It's yeah. got to be
1: a boring route, so I kind of see like they want to talk to somebody, and you look like a nice guy. You don't look, I mean, creepy or I, anything.
0: I don't blame Beer. them, and honestly, more more often than not, after deciding, okay, I guess I'm just going to give up my nice ride to work and have a conversation with this guy. Usually, it turns out pretty well, and they have interesting things to talk about. Um, the last guy, uh, <laughs> so so I work for NREL, which is a national uh, laboratory um, government job. Uh, it it's, it's a pretty good job, uh, very stable. Um, the last guy I talked to on the bus was like, Oh, well we're hiring, so you could get out of your really crappy job. You could be a bus driver. And I was like, they do I pay could well. be a bus driver. That's totally what I could do. They they do pay really well and, and you get good benefits. Yeah. No, so, actually you know. he was he was talking about it and he totally uh totally yeah. would have sold it to me if I had come here without the NREL job. Right. Um but I mean generally I get, they're they're pretty fun people.
1: Yeah. You know that's actually kind of a the the conversations you you don't want to have like for me there's like two levels of the uncomfortable conversation or stranger interaction one is sure i'm gonna to talk to some random person i'm cool with that and the other is like i just i want to listen to my headphones leave me alone yes and there is usually like when you have headphones on that's usually a fairly universal sign of leave me alone Yep, and nicer ways. I'm going
0: to interject here because there's actually three levels of headphone-age. Head, headphoneage. Uh There's the you don't have headphones on which means yeah, I'm, you can talk to me I don't have headphones on. There's the you have one headphone on which means mm-hmm. I'm doing my own thing right now but if you have something interesting to talk to I'll listen. And then there's the I have both headphones on um, and if we're talking earbuds, that's, you know, a little bit less. If you're talking like full over-the-ear headphones, then dang, do not talk to me.
1: Yeah, it's like, leave me the hell alone. Well, I uh, I was on a flight. I don't remember when this was. It was a couple of years ago, maybe. And typically on a flight, like if I'm by myself, like I don't really want to talk to anybody. Flights are already obnoxious enough. Yeah. And I had my headphones on. And there was a guy across the aisle. I was in the aisle, and there was a guy on the other side of the aisle. He kept tapping on my arm.
0: Oh, right. it's the worst kind. And I was like, oh my God, I
1: want to kill you. Like, what is wrong with you? This is, you are defying all social norms by doing this.
0: Yeah. It's like, not only do I have like, headphones on, but I didn't even engage you in the first place.
1: Right. And it's like, I literally have nowhere to go either. Like, I am, I'm stuck here for You're however many hours. You know, eventually it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and act like I'm sleeping. Yeah. And if you tap on me, I'm just not going to, not going to respond. I,
0: I agree. There's, there's like a, usually an unspoken etiquette when on a plane about whether or not to talk to the person next to you. But Mm -hmm. if the person next to you is, you know, a generation above ours, um, that etiquette isn't known and you end up with a conversation that you do not want. I usually just to kind of avoid this situation. When I first sit down, I have my headphones available and nearby, but I don't actually put them on yet. I wait for about 10 minutes uh into the flight. Usually when you know when they come on and they're like we are at 10,000 feet, uh you can now use your laptop and shit. Uh usually about that point is when I actually use my headphones. Um, to give the other person the opportunity to, if they want to engage me, they can, but the instant those headphones get on, they're sound canceling. So I just ignore everyone.
1: That's, I got to get some good noise canceling headphones. Oh, I got man. some decent uh, over the air ones, but I need some actual noise canceling ones.
0: The ones I have oh, are yes. actually designed for like workplaces, like, oh you know, yeah, factories and, I, and shops and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: I used them in Vegas t- a year ago or a year and a half ago. Oh yeah. Wait, yeah. remember, uh. Uh, we were we went out to uh, some Chinese restaurant and there was like a club next door that was just pounding music. I went no. home or I didn't go or oh, eh, whatever. Yes. Went yes, back I to the hotel this. and and then there was pounding music because we were on on right Fremont. Down. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting.
0: <sighs> I will say yeah. that hotel actually did provide me with the best earplugs I've ever had. Like I still have them. That's how good oh, they were. Wow. I probably should get rid of them because it's nasty.
1: But yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how long they last for. Like, I mean, they probably I, last for a long time. It's will you get an ear infection from them the next time you use them?
0: I mean, they're mine, right? How could that be bad? Right? <laughs> yes,
1: you have the only bacteria you have is good bacteria.
0: I mean, <laughs> kind of. It's mine, at least. Um, True ish. Yeah. Um, now anyways. awkward conversations are anytime somebody tries to interact with me. It's like, I want to engage them because I want to be the kind of personable person that you see on TV. But at the same time, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. And
1: what's interesting, like, I'm actually a pretty good conversationalist. And I've actually had some very interesting conversations with completely random people. And mm-hmm. I'd probably say that's more of the majority is the interesting conversations. Yeah, but, I agree with you. You know, every so often you get one of those, <laughs> this is going to be a great story to tell later conversation. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'll um, say I've never regretted talking to a stranger. I've never been like, oh man, that was a huge waste. Mainly because I'm also the kind of person that once I'm ready to leave, I'll just leave. So. Right.
1: Again, but if you're on a plane or a bus, it makes it a little more
0: difficult. True. Uh, although most of my plane-based conversations, all they did is made the plane ride go by so much faster.
1: If it's a good conversation, absolutely. But if it's one of those like, just leave me alone, please. Um
0: yeah so well I feel like, you know, time to move on to the next section i believe so well then speaking of strange and uncomfortable things um welcome to my section the w files uh,
1: i have no idea what's gonna happen here jeff refused <laughs> to tell me so i am both
0: so intrigued
1: and terrified
0: so I'll give you a little and bit of background. And also, he's hyped oh. it up
1: so much that I don't know if... I feel like I'm just going to be disappointed.
0: Yeah, you're definitely going to have to play along with me on this one because it's going to be good. So, the W-Files. Basically, the plan is uh, I'm going to pick a weird or strange Wikipedia article that I've never heard of before, and I'm just going to discuss it and talk about it. And we're going to have a good dialogue about what happened here. Um, and that's why it's called the W-Files for either weird or Wikipedia files. So, are you ready? Are you ready for the story that I have found today?
1: Yes.
0: Good. Okay, kay. I'm going to put I'm going to put you in the mood by telling you a quick little uh setup story. Okay. So, imagine you're a farmer back in the 1800s. And, you know, it's it's a nice bright sunny morning and you're going out to I don't know, till wheat or whatever farmers do. And you're just Minding your own business, it's a pretty hot day, and all of a sudden you decide, "Ah, I think I probably should go take a break. When all of a sudden you feel some rain on your head. And you're like, well, that's strange. There was no rain clouds. And so you go to rub your head to see what was going on, and your hand comes away with a big red streak on it. And that's all of a sudden when it happens. Meat falls from the sky for several minutes. That's right. Today on The W Files, we are talking about the Kentucky Meat Shower. What? Yeah. This is the a Kentucky, thing. This is a this, real thing. This is a thing that happened. Uh, specifically, it happened on March 3rd, 1879.
1: I'm nine. I'm, I'm pulling this up now. No, 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 was, no. Don't pull it up.
0: Don't pull it up because you... Know what you don't I want mean, No, no, no. no, no. You, you, get, okay. you get to stay ignorant to it this entire time. You can look uh, it up afterwards, uh, uh, though. Okay. Um, the Kentucky Meat Shower. Kentucky Meat Shower. What, what so, year again? Uh, March 3rd, 1879. Huh. Um basically for a period of several minutes in uh shoot, where did I write it down? Where did I write down where it happened? Oh man, oh, no. I even spent effort writing things down. Ah, in Bath County, Kentucky. That's where it happened. Bath um, County. For several minutes in a like hundred by fifty yard area, uh meat just rained from the sky. Uh of sizes about like two by two inches to four by four inches. Now, as a uh, God-fearing person who is also in the 1800s and is a farmer, what do you think the reaction to that would be? Oh, my
1: God, it's the apocalypse run for your lives. More
0: or less. Uh, Definitely
1: the... Like, God has forsaken us and is raining bloody on top of us. Like, I (laughs) I feel like I would feel that way now, and I am not a God-fearing person.
0: <laughs> well, it's actually funny that you say that because I think that's almost exactly the phrase that's in the Wikipedia article. Uh, so the two farmers were Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Crouch, um, and they believed immediately that uh, it was a sign from God. So, yeah. I, I yeah. can't
1: blame them, quite honestly. So, so the. So,
0: yeah.
1: It was good say the, the better question now is what the hell happened?
0: So, yeah, that's definitely a good question. Um, But I think before we talk specifically about what happened, let's talk about the meat itself because we're all dying to know what that meat was, right? I was imagining it was cow parts. I'm not too far off. Um, The problem is the source of the meat was never identified, although it did appear to look like beef. Um, And given the number of testing options that they had back in the 1870s, you know, it's going to be a bit hard to truly identify it. You you just cook
1: it up and eat it and, you know, see what it tastes like.
0: Speaking of taste, actually, that's what happened. Uh, Two two gentlemen uh, at the scene decided to taste it. And to their better judgment, it tasted like lamb or maybe deer. Hmm. Now, I ask you, you're sitting and you see meat fall from the sky. Do you taste it? I don't think
1: I would taste it raw. No. I might like cook it briefly and just be like I'm con- I'm intrigued here I'm going to take a tiny little bite and then probably spit it out because I don't want to die I yeah. don't I don't think I I don't think I'd eat it raw
0: I and it'd... I also
1: don't think I would be able to discern what type of meat it was whilst eating it raw cuz cuz I've never had raw meat before That's
0: a fair point I mean I guess that's these guys They probably had plenty of raw deer and lamb that's the 1870s I don't know if they even know how to cook um <laughs> uh, luckily, uh-huh. <laughs> luckily for the people of of Kentucky, uh there was a, a doctor uh who was called to the scene to kind of try to actually assess what it was, and uh that was Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton, and they assessed that it was lung tissue, and this is by the way, a quote from Wikipedia lung tissue from either a horse or a human infant. Oh, the structure of these organs uh, are essentially the same. So, oh. that's interesting. I like that the range is horse or baby. That's, uh, that's, that's quite a uh, pretty drastic difference there. Little I mean, bit. I guess
1: they're both mammals.
0: Yeah, um, sure. I, I Basically, my, my opinion of that statement is it's the 1870s, and the person was like, well, it's either horse or or babies.
1: I kinda of, I can I can kinda of picture that. And honestly, if I was a doctor doing that, I think I would just for shits and giggles be like, oh <laughs> horse, cow? Baby. baby. I yeah, think baby yeah. baby is a possibility. That's uh, uh, so
0: so it was lung meat or lung tissue? Actually, yeah, so they actually did eventually identify all of the parts, um, and it was identified as lung tissue. Uh, three is muscle and two is cartilage. This is so disturbing. Isn't Um, it though? Okay. So now, all right.
1: So we've identified potentially what the meat is.
0: Yes. So now we have an idea of what?
1: We don't know why. Or where or when or how.
0: Well, we do um, know when. Well, we it know was when March third, yes. eighteen seventy nine, right. and we know the where that was Kentucky.
1: I am saying more the where of where did the meat come from, like not like what animal it came from, but physically, like yes. where did it come from? That's a good um, question.
0: Like would, I'm kind of picturing be like guess?
1: I'm just I've been picturing a catapult filled with meat, just like ah. swinging it up in the air. Um, the, I'm pretty sure old that's not the last time
0: of the eighteen hundreds meat <laughs> flinging. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously there were no planes. There were Zeppelins, sort of. In Kentucky? I mean, I'm trying to think. When was the Hindenburg? The Hindenburg was the 1900s.
0: I mean, this is a good time don't to go if, clickety-clack on the internet. Um, yeah, I
1: don't think... I don't I don't know if we had any flying machines at all. No, we definitely didn't have any flying machines at that point. So... The
0: Hindenburg was 1937. So, yeah. quite a few years earlier.
1: Um, um... And I
0: think the Wright Brothers was also 19, so...
1: Yeah, Wright Brothers was nineteen something too. I want to say nineteen um, oh
0: something. I think it was uh, like nineteen oh eight. Nineteen oh two. Nineteen oh two. According to the quick little Wikipedia search, so so. Wh- okay. I'm, do you want to know I'm, how it happened, or the prevailing theory?
1: Yes, yes, I do.
0: The prevailing theory is vulture vomit.
1: I was honestly thinking it had something to do with birds but I was trying to picture like a bird holding like a bucket of meat or something and letting it go
0: the the quote from Wikipedia is local the the vulture explanation that meat was vomited up by buzzards who as is their custom seeing one of these creatures immediately wait sorry. I, I screwed up the quote, and it was a good one. Ah, I really love the as-is-their-custom part. Where's that quote again? The internet is terrible. Uh, You're supposed yes. to be prepared. Hey, I have, like, 16 lines of written dialogue for this. Okay, so the quote was, um, who, as-is-their-custom, seeing one of their companions disgorge them themselves, immediately follow suit. So
1: basically, basically if... Yeah, so if one vulture vomits, the other one's like, oh, okay, let's do that, too. Kind of yeah. like humans. You see one person vomiting, you're like, oh, I have to vomit now.
0: Well, it seems a little bit more extreme, as it's not like I'm vomiting because I'm sick, as more of like I'm vomiting because Bob vomited. You know what's interesting? I didn't think birds could do that. Really? I mean, they feed their young by regurgitation. That's
1: true. Because yeah. birds, birds can't burp. Like this is that's actually true. a thing. That's fair. But yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. That's really disturbing on yeah. so many levels. Like so how the, many vultures are we talking here?
0: Don't know. I don't know because I wasn't there, unfortunately. But it would have been. You a said it was dependency.
1: in a uh, what was a hundred by hundred
0: fifty yard area. That's large. That's it's that's five
1: thousand yards. That's that's a big area. Yeah, um, and so just been weird. Really high up.
0: The, the last fact I have written down here about this article is that apparently uh, vultures vomit as part of making a quick escape, also as a defensive method when threatened. Yeah,
1: I mean, the quick escape, escape makes a lot of sense. Like, I need to lighten my load. Literally. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then I don't know if they can projectile vomit, because if they could projectile, that could be also very useful.
0: That could explain Um, why it was a hundred by 50 feet. I
1: I, I am sure somebody has studied this. I guarantee you, if you look up vulture projectile vomiting, you'll find something. It's got to. um, Anyways, that
0: was a story from the W files. Thunderclap. Okay.
1: So this is really amusing. I typed in vulture and then I typed in P and I immediately got vulture projectile vomiting. Nice. And the first Wikipedia article is defensive vomiting.
0: I'm glad that this is a thing in the in the animal kingdom. We should have adopted it in the human kingdom. Oh my! Okay, hold on. Turkey
1: vultures will vomit to dispel any disturbing animal. They can propel their vomit up to ten feet. Oh, that is impressive.
0: It's pretty far. How disgusting. fast can they
1: vomit it? Uh I need, need the ballistics of
0: vulture vomit.
1: Yeah, like they have to arc it, or is it just you know? Um,
0: hmm, hmm. Anyways, we we will have to look this up for vultures part two. Um, <laughs> yeah, we
1: will, because there's a question: why do why do turkey vultures defecate on their feet? Um, apparently, that's a thing. Anyways,
0: anyway, um, moving on to the third and final segment.
1: That was a that was a thing. Where did yeah. you find that article?
0: Uh, I told you, I just basically was searching random Wikipedia articles. And uh, I right. stumbled across that one. So oh, hopefully, well, hopefully I can gain some more W-File content.
1: Yay for random Wikipedia stuff. Or we, really, yay, yay for the internet?
0: Yay for the internet. I think it's, yeah. Maybe that's what the All segment right. should be called.
1: Yay for the... Ooh, that should be what it's called. I'm going to change that. Instead of the W-Files, yay for or, the internet. No,
0: no, don't, don't ruin my W-Files. I love it. Just make another segment called yay for the internet.
1: Okay, we will keep the W-Files and we will add... The um, yay internet as a separate category just for you, Jeff. Thank
0: you, thank you so much. I bow to your whatever the word is. Um, My superior
1: intellect, or no? What it was? uh, There was was shooting the wrath of on
0: courteousness. You know, don't get Mm. too big on yourself. Well, anyways, let's move on to that last section, shall we?
1: Yes. So speaking of yay internet, um, I literally did a, a a web search for random questions to ask. And I, I, found a website that says 99 random questions to ask, fun and unexpected questions. So I started going through them and some of them are actually kind of amusing. So, um, I am going to, uh, to ask some questions and we can discuss the answers and ideas behind said questions.
0: Which number so, are we starting with?
1: Uh, we are going to start with number one. Kay. Do you want, do you have the link? Yeah. Go or do you ask yeah. away? Cool. Um, I like this question, and I don't really have an answer to it yet. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say?
0: Uh, Hey, everyone, can we all just agree not to be dicks? Thanks.
1: That is actually almost exactly what I was going to say. I was going to basically be like, like, hey, everybody, we're all in this together. Stop being dicks to each other, and God bless. (laughs) Because, you know, you got to, yeah. But, uh, like, I honestly, don't know if it would do anything, but, like, I don't know what else I would say beyond that.
0: Honestly, like, I don't think using all 30 seconds would be worthwhile. I think leaving it as a simple, concise statement would be more, like, piercing in the mind yeah. than trying to get away with a 30-second rant.
1: Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, you'd have to go into it knowing that it probably will make zero difference in the the, the scheme of things. Especially because not
0: everyone see, speaks the same language. But actually, you know well, what? Let's
1: assume there was universal translators for everybody. Sure.
0: Actually, I, I would change it a little bit. I'd probably say something along the lines of, hey, everyone, can we all just agree not to be dicks? And if you can't agree, then whoever you are currently, like, angry at, how about you just talk to them for a couple seconds to realize that they're just another person with their own problems? And then mm. maybe you can allow them to just exist.
1: Yeah. Good words, completely. You know, force
0: communication. I think is yeah. communication in general is just such a better yeah. way. True, true.
1: It's just yeah. Oh, it, it's honestly, if I was given the opportunity, I think it would terrify me because be like, okay, what am I going to say in thirty seconds? How much can I pack into th- thirty seconds? Do I want to pack in a lot, or do I want it to be just a short, sweet, simple, sweet stop being dicks to each other type thing? Or you know, I just yeah. I just found it to be kind of a, an interesting uh, so, thought, experiment.
0: Speaking of the, like, talking to each other to get rid of bigotry and that kind of stuff, have you ever heard of Daryl Davis?
1: Don't believe so.
0: Ah, the I name mean, at
1: least does not sound
0: familiar. I'm pretty sure this is the right guy. Maybe I should have made this a W-Files. Dun, dun, never mind. Um, But Daryl Davis is a pretty cool guy. He's He's black. And he befriends like the high wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, and it's just it's oh. an interesting story. Uh, if you ever get the chance to to look into it, it's really basically the idea is Daryl just kept talking with this guy, and they eventually just became friends. Hmm. <laughs> anyway,
1: interesting. You're not talking about the uh, the Black Klansman movie guy.
0: I, I think it I don't know if the that movie was inspired by this guy. Or what, but it's definitely um, an interesting story. Interesting. Anyway, um, on to the next question. Anyways,
1: next question. Um, this is kind of a silly one. We sort of talked about this once. If you had to work but didn't need the money, what would you choose to do? Um, this. This, yeah, or probably this and travel. Uh, uh, pretty yeah. sure it'd be this travel. I don't know. It wouldn't be just one thing. I'd just be like, like, if I didn't have to work, I would maybe make, try and make money on photography. I don't know. Pretty good. I feel like I just kind of enjoy life for a while.
0: Yeah. I feel like eventually you'd you'd start doing something either because you did it anyways and it became a profession or because you'd get bored.
1: Right. Right. Like, I think, you know, it's because the the question is uh, worded in such a way that um, if you had to work but didn't need the money. So you still have to work.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that first part. Um, Hmm. That changes. No, I'd yeah, still probably that, do something like this.
1: Yeah, I think because this could be considered working. Like if, if we tried to monetize it or whatnot, like this is definitely a job, if you will.
0: Yeah, I mean, half the reason I'm doing this is the hope that the, that really, 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 really small chance that sub- we become popular enough and I can quit my day job.
1: That would be um, pretty cool.
0: It would be pretty cool. Uh, horribly unlikely. But, uh, you know, you never a man know. can dream.
1: You know, people do win the lottery, as rare as it is. I mean, somebody wins. So you That's never true. know. It's true. I mean, it, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure that some of the big podcasters out there thought the exact same
0: thing. It is, it is really fun listening to a, a very established podcast and going back to their first episode and just hearing them as like dweeby people that had no idea what they were about to become. It's super, exactly. super cool.
1: Ha, oh, that will be us in five years.
0: I like to think we keep doing this.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So the next question I thought was kind of a interesting, where do you not mind waiting? I.e., you know, like you have to wait at the doctor's office or you wait in line at the DMV. Of all of the places, where are you okay with waiting? And...
0: Yeah, this is a hard one.
1: Right. Now, I don't know if... Like, the only thing I could think of is, like, let's say I'm on the bus and we're stuck in traffic. Like, I may not be happy about it, but it's not a huge deal because I'm, you know, sitting... I could be listening to music or passed out or whatever. Like sure. I don't – there's nothing like – I'm in well, a situation I, where it's like nothing I can do about it and I'm not the one dealing with the traffic so I'm kind of okay with it.
0: Yeah. I think this question is interesting because where do you not mind waiting is not really the question you should be asking as much as what do you not mind waiting for? Cause yeah, yeah. Because um, I could just pick an extremely comfortable location. I'd be perfectly happy just waiting around there. Um, but it's right, really but the context. Right, but what would you be waiting
1: for? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, for instance, waiting at in an airport, you know, sometimes you have really comfortable seats and maybe you even have one of those cool, like, lounge access places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't mind waiting there. But I usually hate waiting for airports, air- airplanes. So that would negate True. the fact that it's a nice place to wait.
1: Well, I think it could be something along the lines of uh, that one time that we were able to use um, Anthony's lounge thing at Vegas. Yeah. Um, You took
0: a nap. I watched a lot of YouTube videos.
1: Right. So, like, we were still waiting for the internet, or for the internet, for the plane, but I didn't mind it because I was very comfortable.
0: I will say I minded it less, but I still, the anxiety associated with missing a flight is so strong with me that it, you know, I, I think oh, left I left the you're lounge saying. like an hour earlier than I needed to. Still,
1: got it. I see what you're saying. So it's more of the the anxiety around. Oh God, am I going to miss my flight? That's yeah. the that's what you that's, don't like. So yeah. you could be like on the you know the most comfortable lush bed in the world, you would still have this anxiety. Oh my God, I might miss my flight.
0: That or like any sort of I could be on the most comfortable bed ever, but have something I need to do, and that waiting is not worth it. Um, yeah, that, I could see that. Makes that being sense. said, I think the best place I like waiting is on the train. Cause if that, once I'm on the train, I know all I have to do is wait to get to my destination and there's nothing I can do about it. Kind of goes back to what you're saying about the bus in a position where you have no agency, it becomes a lot more comfortable to wait. Right. Right. And like, mm, for me, like let me I see, amend I'm the, that. sorry,
1: amend that. Okay.
0: Uh, in, in a position where you have no agency and you don't have to make any decisions either. <laughs> And
1: you don't, you're not like rushing to get somebody where. So like, like I've definitely been on the bus and we get stuck in traffic and I need to be somewhere. And it's kind of like a crap and you're looking out the windows thinking, okay, where, where's the traffic jam? Can the bus go around this somehow? But if I'm just like, if I'm going to Denver, that's typically when I'm on the bus and I don't have like a set time, I have to be there. I just relax and
0: we'll get there when we get there. I mean, I'll tell you this, even if I'm not in a hurry, being in a traffic jam on a bus versus being in a traffic jam in my car, significant difference.
1: True. Absolutely. 100%. All right. What's Um, next? So this is a really interesting one. I think this will probably be uh, the last one for this go around. Depending. If, If you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? Meaning, if you could eliminate an invention from the face of the earth what invention would that be
0: huh and that there's is actually
1: difficult. there's actually a link on there to like some really bad inventions but the thing is um they're all kind of related to other things in a sense yeah mostly
0: seem to be like related to death or like bad environment right but so like okay so this list
1: like the first one is gas chamber which okay yeah that's awful but at the same time um, I feel like, you know, the concept of a gas chamber, like, ga- there was already the, con- like, the the bad gas, there was already, you know, the idea of, like, a torture chamber, it was a, this is gonna sound awful, kind of like a, oh, that's an easy thing to combine. So you'd almost have to, like, disinvent gas, or disinvent the idea of a torture chamber, or whatnot. Um, the one on here that actually is the easiest would be cigarettes, I guess?
0: Yeah, I saw that one, that was number two, which is surprising that it was number two.
1: Yeah, um, I would actually think that would be number one. Yeah. But um, but I'm thinking more along the lines of um,
0: something that oh, isn't necessary. Yeah, I know what I okay. would do. I know exactly what I would do. Okay. Uh, I would disinvent the idea of subscription-based softwares.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Like... Sure, all of these ones on this list are, like, very altruistic in the idea of, oh, this will save people's lives and everything. No, no, no. I want to get rid of the stupid, like, pay every month just to use Word.
1: Mm. I, in, in a similar vein, I would disinvent the idea of intellectual patents. Like That's an interesting one. Well, because they, they're so abused by everybody. Yeah. You know, the idea of, you know, Apple made this one famous a square slab with a screen on it. Like, that was one of their big fights with Samsung over that. <gasps> and it's like, um, there's so many things that was, I remember somebody's patented um, like a menu system on a computer. Yeah. Like the the, the hierarchical menu system or there's well, so and, many, just, that, that's where patent trolls come from. Just these was, awful, yep, that's what I was going to talk about next. You know, me. yeah, just intellectual patents that, and that's crazy. It would have to be along the lines of I would disinvent the idea of intellectual patents that um, you just kind of come up with and never use. You're just like, oh, I'm going to patent this and then never ever do anything with it.
0: Yeah, that, that's hard, though, because what you're essentially saying there is I'm going to disinvent people having malicious uh, intent to make money. <laughs> and uh, – oh. That's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was just looking at this list. One of them is nuclear fission, and I so disagree with that.
0: That's what I was going to say. Aside from the first two, which I, you know, highly agree, gas chambers and cigarettes, a lot of the other ones – oh, I guess also Agent Orange isn't pretty good. Um, yeah. But a lot of the other ones are like things that people just think are bad. I, I was well, a really l- bad way of saying it. Like, yeah. for instance, one of them is currency. Right. Like, okay, yeah. Get rid of currency. That will make the world better. Uh, there are well, a lot of idealistic ideas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, gunpowder. Yeah, these Number are I don't 17
0: know. is the internet.
1: <laughs> corn syrup. I like honestly, I'm okay with that. We should disinvent corn syrup.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with that one too.
1: Yeah. Dynamite Anyways. cell phones. Yeah, this list is not Basically, nearly as exciting as it was going to be as no, I thought it le- was going to be.
0: That list is a lot of old people, you know, shouting at clouds.
1: That's what we should disinvent. Old people, old people shouting, shouting at cloud, or just yes. old people, <laughs> just old people. Well, as um, my grandmother used to tell me, um, if you don't want to get old, you'll just die young.
0: Fair point. It's true and on that. And then that nugget of wisdom, Aaron. Do you have a final word?
1: I have a final word. It's a interesting word. It is uh, pronounced tussy mussy. Tussy mussy. Tussie mussy. T-U-S-S-I-E dash M-U-S-S-I-E.
0: So I've heard the phrase of like to tussle one's hair and also, you know, to muss up a hair. So you know, maybe it's the act of when you you put your hand on someone's head and you go, oh, and you like, you know, tussle their hair. Um. Is it related yes. at all to an action like that? Uh, not at all. No.
1: Um, no. Well, not really at a all. Hint?
0: Which, which um, part of the word matters more, the tussy or the mussy? Neither. Neither um, of them matter. Interesting. I Interesting. mean, if you
1: understood where the etymology of it was, then the tussy probably would. It, it definitely is more um, uh, meaningful in this, but but you'd have to know the etymology of it. Um, is it
0: is it a religious artifact of some kind?
1: No, no, it's not.
0: Okay, good. It We're out of that is trend then.
1: Old-schoolish in a way, like it was invented or des- or it was a, a word that came out. Okay, the anticipation many moons is
0: ago. killing me. What do you got? What is tussie-mussie?
1: A tussie-mussie is a Victorian-style bouquet of flowers, where a small group of flowers is placed in a metal vase specifically designed to be carried. Um the term, where was it? Tuss um here we go. Um the word tussie-mussie probably comes from an older word tuss meaning a cluster of flowers.
0: Ha. Huh. Well, no. I just thought the name was funny. I agree with you. I do enjoy the name tussie-mussie. Yeah. Um, a lot of these look like they're kind of um Oh, what are what's the flower arrangement that you you know when you're going to prom and you get it attached um, to
1: a bouquet or boutonniere? No,
0: no, no, boutonniere. Boutonniere and the other one's a corsage.
1: Corsage, that's right, corsage. No, is corsage not the wrist one? I think corsage is the wrist and bouquet is the one. The corsage not is bouquet, for the woman. Sorry. Corsage is for the woman, boutonniere is for the men, I believe. Um, um But apparently, you know, this, if you're having... The
0: images I'm looking up for Tussie Mussy look like a boutonniere.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of like fancy arrangement of flowers. I kind of want to go to a uh, florist now and ask... To, have to can they make me a tussie mussy and see if they know?
0: One tussie mussy, sir. Exactly. Exactly. And all right. right. Well, all hey, right. thanks for listening to the second installment of the reboot of the reimagining of the final word.
1: And Hope the second, good- I was going to say the first of the, or the second of the Skype, but first of the Skype in the new series. That's, yes.
0: Can we yes. add any more additives? Uh, I
1: can just do that for a while just make that that lovely noise
0: make a a noise as it goes into the music just like Uh. oh